Eric in the Morning podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at ComEd Powering Lives. Uh, ComEd will never come to your home or business or ask you for your account info or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. You think you've been the victim of an energy scam? Please visit ComEd.com slash scamalert for more information. ComEd Powering Lives. Welcome to the Eric in the Morning podcast on 101.9 The Mix Chicago. All right, take it away, Eric. Melissa got her uh, COVID-19 test back and is negative, so Dr. Most called that one right. Too much dairy. That's, that was his... Uh, Does that cause fever? His diagnosis. <laughs> well, you know, his uh, his argument, too, was you didn't even have a fever. Uh, they you don't, heard him say that right. to you, right? While we were no. on the air? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he said that. Because you told him I had a fever of 100, and he goes, all right, well, first off, that's not a fever. They wait till 100.5. They wait oh. till 100.5 before they even evaluate I you. think he actually said it was 103.6. 103.6. The panda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he said, plus, uh, you know, every thermometer reads differently, so 100 really doesn't panic any doctor anywhere. Because your thermometer at 100 could be another thermometer is 99, could be another thermometer is 98, could be another thermometer is 103. Well, yeah, I know if you do the thermometer in the butt, it'll okay. like, it's true. Like when you do it for like I don't children. want to know what you did then. I don't want to know. It's always higher That's when it's in the business. butt. You just don't want to mix those up. That's a good Not- way to get somebody off your back if they're giving you crap about your fever. Well, if you do the thermometer it's in the butt, true. conversation over. Right. It's true, though. I didn't do it in the butt. Okay. <laughs> I mean it. Save that yeah, one, that's I, obvious. I, 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 very I, obvious. Actually, always... I didn't do the fever thing, and I did it in my mouth. Okay. Very, very obvious again. Oh Another one. I know. What Come on. Another one. You know, you should have just oh taken God. today off, too. There's no reason for you to even be here the way oh, you're starting. Awesome. It's hotter in the butt. I didn't do it in the butt. I did it in the mouth. <laughs> Well, you started Didn't it. Didn't you say it was hotter in the butt? I started it. Oh my God. I started the in the butt. You started I the whole started. thing. The different places to take the temperature. No, actually, I didn't. Yes, I didn't you even, did. No, I just said thermometers are wrong. You started the whole thing of different places to take the temperature. I had nothing to do with it. Take it. No, no, no. I go to the tape. I at no point. At, Violetta, whip. At ask no wait, point, don't ask me. At no point did I say there are different places well, to take the temperature. You're imagining that, and you started you it. You did say it. Bring on the tape. I'm all oh my, for it. Selective hearing <laughs> around I'm here. All for it. Bring on the tape. Yeah, Let's was, do it. I wasn't paying attention. I was just trying to slip in that line about the panda. What does love feel like? Melissa says warm, fuzzy. If you had to pick one of those two, if you only got one word. Um, fuzzy. Fuzzy, you going with fuzzy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whip, what does uh, what does love feel like? One uh, word. Uh, bliss, Eric. Bliss. bliss. Cop out. Yeah, uh, totally. Fuzzy was my first dog. I was distracted by yeah. that. <laughs> oh, what does love feel like? Complicated. Complicated. Whole different approach to it, right oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. What does love feel like, uh, Tina? Euphoric. Euphoric. Wow, that's nice. See? Yeah. Well, see, once again, though, it's a whole different perspective. Uh, Mike, what does love feel like? Ex- expensive. Expensive. Oh, ah, my gosh. That is true. absolutely true. Uh, if you're doing it right. That is absolutely true. And number three, what does love feel like there, Kevin? Openness. Openness. Oh, but what a lovely feeling. Honest. Hey, John, what does love feel like, number two? Joy. Joy. Aww. And finally, in at number one, Pamela, what does love feel like? Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> it does. 
Okay. It feels like a good slice of bacon. All right. You can never get enough of it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's a, another version good. of it cinnamon roll. Good. Yeah. 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 You in love, Pamela? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a big house right. full of bacon over there. Tell me what's trending. Video sending. That's never ending. You're winning it. What? Yo, Internet. What's up? Answer the internet. It's not on Instagram. Question was, would you rather give up appetizers or desserts for life? For life. No going back. I actually have a theory on this, too. Melissa, you said your answer was easy. You'd rather give up... Appetizers. I'm not surprised. Uh, Whip, you would rather give up... Agreed. 100% with Melissa on this one. Not surprised. Violetta, you would rather give up... Dessert. Hands down. Right. I would also rather give up desserts. Than appetizers, which I think might uh, catch you off guard because you think yeah. I have a sweet tooth, which I do. You do. You right. love your brownies. But your I, would chip I would give up appetizers. You're sweet enough. You don't need instead it. of desserts. <laughs> thank you, uh, Tanya. <laughs> your caller ten. You would rather give up which one? Dessert. Desserts. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Me too. Uh, why'd you settle on that? <laughs> I love appetizers too much. I can yeah. make a whole meal out of appetizers. You know what I think? I kind of thought, and I like appetizers too, and I tend to pass on desserts. Me too. So, Me too. Yeah, I think you have to think of it this way too. Every time you sit down to the table for the rest of your life, when they set the appetizers out to start the meal, you just have to sit there. I know. While everybody else has appetizers. <laughs> and then by the time the meal gets done, a lot of times people are like, nah, it's pass on dessert. Okay. Yeah, then I you'll know. be the only one well, eating the pie. But you're, it's because you're full. <laughs> right. That's all. Right. Appetizers or desserts. Thank you. What do we have for Tanya? All right. You've got a $100 gift certificate to Oyster Bar, a Let Us Entertain Your Restaurant. And that's a cozy Italian. What happened? Hello. I just got this new one today, but it actually should be Antico Posto. Antico Posto. <laughs> you mean where it says in big, huge letters on top, Antico Posto? Yeah, but there it says Oyster Bar. <laughs> oh, I, see. I think it's a, it's a it's a a copy printing issue. Let's check those ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Antico Posto is that's, that's how about that? That's much better. All it's right. a cozy Italian cafe and wine bar serving Italian classics, available for dining, carryout, and delivery. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, we had a final result of the ten votes. It was again really, really close. Whether you'd give up appetizer or dessert. What do you think the results were, Melissa? Uh, I think they gave up appetizers. Uh huh. I think uh, uh, the majority gave up appetizers. Also, I agree with them. Sixty percent want to give up, given the choice. Dessert. No. What? Yeah. My people. Yeah. Give up dessert. Y'all crazy. Yeah. Three one two two three three one zero one nine. Anybody listening who was certain. 100% certain you had COVID-19. You were positive. You went in and got the test, and the test was negative. You're like, that cannot be. It can't no. be. I mean, you could go into the center of one of those rave parties and just not catch it. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> right. Just no luck. Ashley. Yes. So I am a nurse, and I swore I was one of the ones that had it back in January before we knew it was a thing. Right. And then I got tested in March because I still had symptoms, and it came back negative. And then I got the antibody test, and that was also negative. But then I read studies that your antibodies will go away over time, so I'm still not convinced that either of those tests are true. Yeah, it can't be true. I know I had it. For sure. Absolutely. All the oh, tests man. are wrong. Screw you, science. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm in the hospital in it every day, so I'm not convinced that that's true. Do you see uh, very often, are you seeing a lot of your coworkers feel the same way? 
Yes, yes. And especially with our patients, a lot of them were having false negatives. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, see. Uh So... I'm not convinced. <laughs> no, really, uh, absolutely. Huh. I work on the science, and I'm not buying the science. Oh, so, uh, of the people, are you still seeing a lot of people coming in? Uh, no, thank okay. God. Right. Oh, it's good that it's died down. Oh, right. You're hearing it's yeah. kind of ticking back up again, but right. maybe not too, too uh, much. Where, where I'm at, no, it's uh, it's been much, much lower and much more stable. That's very good to hear. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, Violetta puts her milk in the bowl before the cereal and says, paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> and I'm the one with problems <laughs> for eating my corn round and round and round I go. Yeah. Everyone says you do it wrong, but it's completely normal to you. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Hi. Uh, what do you do wrong, but it's completely normal? I tie my shoes with two loops, like bunny ears. The bunny ear tie uh-huh. method. Well, if you're taught that, I yeah. guess, as a little kid. But mm-hmm. that is weird to see, I feel like, as an adult. Right? You know what I said? You what? I never learned the other. I never learned the other way. The so loop and over and under. You never learned it. You know, it's it's interesting. My son ties his uh, shoes with the two bunny loops, but mm-hmm. his sisters tie it the right way. Mm. And he was taught in the same environment. So yes. I I don't know how yeah, that happened. Yeah, whatever feels good. That's the way to live life, Trisha. <laughs> everyone says you do it wrong, but it's so normal to you. Morning, guys. Good morning. I do not put my underwear in the top drawer. <laughs> Where does the underwear go? It goes in a basket in the closet. Oh, that is weird. Wait a second. I what's just what's in the top drawer? Oh, I can't tell you. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, what that the is. hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now okay. I know what's in the top drawer. The drawer? <laughs> yeah. Way more big. satisfying than a, d- yeah. than a drawer full of underwear. We get it. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to let that one be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Underwear is in a basket in the closet. Who knew? <laughs> Kelly, you do it all wrong. I crochet backwards and upside down. You, you crochet backwards and upside down. See, here's the thing. If I was watching it, I wouldn't even know you were doing it wrong. Mm-mm. Pretty much. But the other people that crochet in your world look down on you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. It's look like, down I, their crochet needles and go, what is wrong with it's you? It's like you almost envision the crochet like flipped over her hands or something. Like, how could you see it? Melissa. Hi. Everyone. I, put my, go ahead. I put my contacts in wrong, apparently. How do you do it? Sounds like you're a little, little sleepy I, right I now. Put, Don't put them in now. Yeah, you put them in your ears. That right. is all wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. What happens? <laughs> I'm left-handed, so when I learn, they try to teach me right-handed, so I put one in with my left hand and one in with my right hand. Oh, you're like ambidextrous uh, contact putter in her. Yeah, that's like a talent. Yeah. And uh, people have pointed this out, that you should only go one-handed with your contacts? Well, when I was at the eye doctor, they kept trying to put it in my right hand, but it wasn't working. I'm left-handed. Right. Oh, there's a problem right there. All over the board. Can't even forget this. It's so easy to remember, I guess. A new poll for Mixed Morning Mindbender says this is the number one most embarrassing thing to forget. I do it all the time. I don't know if you do, Kelly, but you say it's what? Forgetting someone's name. There it is, right there. Forgetting someone's yep. name. Number one most embarrassing thing to, to forget. Do you do that very often, Kelly? I was a bartender, and I could remember faces and drinks, but names is terrible. Interesting. Uh, horrible. Yep. So you horrible. can see, uh, oh, here comes um, Mr. Old Fashioned coming in, or Mr. Manhattan. Here. Oh, here comes vodka soda with a splash of cranberry. But there it is. Yeah. Very popular. Forget it. Yeah. Very popular <laughs> one. You know what, what they say you need to do in order to remember names? Repeat the name back when you're introduced. That actually does work. Yeah. yeah but I usually have to say it 
like at least three times. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> and people think Which you're is weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you, Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Like, so, Steve. So then you make conversation and, right. oh, what do you do for a living, Steve? You know? Results found the average person. <laughs> Draws a blank about six times a week. Melissa has done that during this conversation. <laughs> right, Michelle? Oh, shut up. Adding up to 332 forgetful moments per year, on average. Oh. A lot of forgetting. Like, you know, I couldn't remember that with the Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's Forgot a big one. It. 312-233-1019. What can you never remember? Mm. You should by now, but you can never remember. I always like talking to people. I'll always remember a woman who once called. She can never remember her father-in-law's name. How is that possible? She's like, "Uh, Dave, Tom, Rick. I don't know. That's hilarious. I don't know what it is. Sometimes things just don't stick. Right. It's very strange why that happens, too. What can you, for whatever reason, even you don't understand it, never remember? The number one most embarrassing thing to forget is someone's name. Coming in at number two... Forgetting a significant other's birthday. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's the one thing you can never remember for whatever reason? Uh, Violetta, you ready? Yes. Whip, are you ready? Yes. Miranda, you ready? It's <laughs> 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 not even funny. Elise. Elise. It's not even funny. Yes. Uh, you can never remember. <laughs> uh, my daughter's birthday. Your do- there you go. That's oh, your own daughter. Along the line of significant other's birthday. You have any general idea what it might be? Uh, well, <laughs> so it's it's January 1918. Mm-hmm. But I always say instead of saying 1918, I say 1819. Right. Oh, I did that. The 18s and 19s yeah. get oh, yeah. mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, I do that with with Porter, my son Porter's birthday. Really, really Marie? Because. Shut up. I'll forget Marie. it. I'm not do you, tell him a story. Do you have these names written down? It's just the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> you know, whatever hits me. Hi, uh, Jennifer. Oh, Hello. God. Good morning. Can never remember. Passwords. Passwords. Yes. I, uh, I am constantly clicking on the forgot oh, password like thing. The worst. I mean, yes. I, I, if my life depended on a password, that yep. would be the end of it for me. Yep. You always oh. click on the forgot passwords button. You know what happens, too, is then it sends it to your email. And right. I always look at it and go, how did I come up with that password? Well, I've done that, too. Oh, or you put, make any sense. Yeah, you put it in, and they're like, you can't use the same password you had. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> hi there. John can never remember. I can never remember my mom's birthday. Uh, my brother, I have a brother Joe's birthday on September 19th. My brother Jay's birthday is September 23rd. And my mom's birthday, I think, is September 24th. I guess it's 23rd and 24th. It's somewhere in there. Just jam it in there. You know what? Send her a card ahead of time. I wanted to be first. Oh, that that's one. a good idea. I have a problem with this one from time to time, Sarah. You can never remember. My age. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, am I 27? Am I 38? I am. am I 42? I don't even that, know what I am. That does get harder as you get older. Right. Right. Uh, have you? Uh, uh, do you generally get at least close? Are you like a year or two either way, or have you really missed once or twice? I'm, I'm usually really close, but when I was 35, my girlfriend turned 40, and she kept telling everybody that we were both 40, so for a while, I, like, forgot that I was not 40. Right. <laughs> right. Honest mistake. You're like, well, she says I'm 40. I must be. Uh, can never remember what, Joe? My girlfriend's phone number. No one remembers her. those anymore. No, that's know, such an insult. It gets her so aggravated. She's like, if I'm so important to you, what's my phone number? I'm like, eh, 
can give you a couple numbers, but not all. All right, you're just stored under a name. Yeah. I can't even remember my own phone number. Ah. And finally, Mary, you can never remember what. I can never remember what streaming platform a show is on, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, even if I did, like, season five. Right. My kids, my kids, they're like, what? You don't remember? Right, I got you nothing. Know? It'll just type it in somewhere choose. and it just takes you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he opens for Sebastian Maniscalco the past couple of years. You know, we had Sebastian on last week talking about producing Pat's new special. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to that funny cat. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Pat, he calls you a funny hey. cat. All right, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Meow. Meow. <laughs> One more. Rare. Very nice. You naughty kitty. Congratulations uh, on the uh, the new special. Oh, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Now, I, uh, I wish I was down there in the studio with you guys these crazy days, but uh, I miss you guys. Yeah, it's always fun having you in. Why don't you tell us... Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the special, the name of the special. Where are we going to see it? How uh, how was it filming it? All the uh, pertinent information. Well, the name of it, When's Mom Going Home, you could tell we named it before the pandemic because right. now it's like, when is Mom not going to be home? Right. When is Dad not going to be yeah. home? Right. When's Dad going to get a job? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. right. That'll be the so, next special. It, it's a lot, of, uh, a lot of family stuff. You know, I just talk about my life. I'm from, you know, grew up, still live here in Chicago and South Side, and uh, got some stuff about going to Catholic school and my grandparents, my high school basketball coach. I mean, it's really like my whole life in this in this uh, act. So I'm excited for people to see it. It's on Amazon. You can catch it on Apple. It's really everywhere. Right. Vimeo. It's like every streaming service. People are like, where can I find it? It's like, just search it. Search my name. Put in Sebastian, and I think that you'll find it. Um, and it's uh, it's out there now. So all right, so be on the lookout for it. I know I'm gonna. I'm planning on watching it uh, this weekend. Uh, who who came? Did Sebastian approach you and say, uh, you know, let's let's have you do a special because you've been with me four years now and you're you have great stuff. How did that all come about? It came about the night that you came to see us in Rosemount. We drank all of his wine. Do you remember that night? I do remember that oh, night. Wow. I do all remember right. that night. Yeah. Sebastian looked at both of us like, did you just drink all of the wine? Yeah. We were feeling good. I was, we were fe- I was like, oh, I was acting like that was my show that night. Um, well, that's how you got your own, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, he, uh, he actually did come to me and said um, that he wanted to get behind me and um, – produce this and i showed him an hour maybe like a couple years ago and he kind of um challenged me to put more into it and develop some new stuff so we revisited it and then he was like yeah let's do it so this is really like the most you can do for another comic you know he's using his platform to kind of share the spotlight with me and it helps me a lot because most of the gatekeepers in you know, Hollywood and showbiz are not like the talent. So right. this is cool that he's kind of bringing me into the room. And I want right. to deal with all, all of that. And, you know, he's, that helps. he's arguably the biggest comic on the planet. And when he gives you his stamp of approval, that's a great thing, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's um, kind of like instant validation and he's got a huge audience himself just touring with him alone. That has really helped me kind of grow my fan base from going into these huge arenas and places all over the country and up and through Canada, I was really uh, spoiled being in that kind of rare air with him, riding his uh, riding his wave. How nerve wracking is it to uh, hit the stage at Madison Square Garden or like here in Chicago at the United Center when you guys did the show there? 
I mean, it's definitely nerve wracking. It's it's uh, a challenge for me because we do them in the round, so you're like walking in a circle kind of, and I'm not like as physical <laughs> as Sebastian is. So, um, but it's also like surreal too. I love those moments, and looking back, it's like, gosh, is that ever going to happen again? Right. Got to get back to. We all want to get back to that. That'll be good for everybody. You know, a lot of times comedians, after this point, they have their own special, maybe a show, maybe some sort of like sitcom or something like that. Have you ever thought about that? Are you ever talking about that to anybody? Yeah, for sure. We're trying to get some other projects going. And, um, you know, the relationship I have with Sebastian, I know that he's uh, like an open door. If I can bring ideas to him, I'm sure he'd listen. Um, So hoping to uh, get some stuff going once... Once things kind of, you know, everyone thinks now, like, oh, I bet you're writing a lot now. So, yeah, I got a new bit about crying in my basement. Just <laughs> until Sounds funny. Drinking and, and until relatable. the pain goes away. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one of my more relatable bits. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Well, it's good to hear that you're doing uh, all of these other potential projects and you haven't called me one time. That's great to hear. <laughs> well, it's all in the hopper right now. Okay. We haven't, got, right. we haven't opened the wine yet. All right. Once we open the wine. All right. Yeah, it'll be just like old times. You should have seen Sebastian. So he's not, that's a true story. Yeah. You should have seen his face. Did you drink all the wine? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> not us. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, so no. Yeah, that's right. you can see the Pat McGann special. Uh, <laughs> when's mom getting home? That's what it's called, right, Pat? Yeah, when's mom going to be home? When's mom going to be home? See it on all of the streaming platforms. Make sure you check that out this weekend. You're a very, very, very funny guy. I can't wait to get you back out on the road and see you on all the late night shows and doing all that kind of stuff. And you're the pride of Chicago, and we couldn't be more happy for you, Pat. No, I think you guys are the pride of Chicago, and I appreciate everything. You know, you helped me so much through the years. Let me get on and uh, talk to your audience. This is... uh, you guys are the best. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. All of it, all the best. Uh, great success. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'll send you a note about it, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Derek. All right, Bye, buddy. Melissa. Bye, Bye. See you later. Bye. There is Pat McGann. Yeah, every time, every Thursday at this time, we line up three stories, three headlines, three things to try to catch your attention, give you those headlines, rank them in the order that you want them, rip those things out, and get on with our life. <laughs> you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. All right. Restory Thursday. Here are your three headlines to consider. If you're having a bad day, remember the guys that unloaded 6,000 bricks at the wrong address. <laughs> oh, okay. no way. Headline number two, Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco. I took Viagra before every game to get around the PED rules. What? Oh, really? I want, I, I'm dying to know how that works. <laughs> well, you will shortly. Yeah. Okay. Headline number three. Strippers stage clothing optional strike at Pennsylvania Park angering residents. Okay, okay. Mm, I think we got to end on uh, Ocho Cinco, don't we? Okay, we'll end on strippers. Okay. <laughs> or strippers. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Would you like to start with Ocho Cinco? Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this. All right. Former uh, Cleveland, I'm sorry, Cincinnati Bengals That's wide right. receiver Chad Johnson revealed something pretty major about his NFL career. The former Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver said that he would take Viagra before games to boost his performance. So that's legal? Uh, well, I guess it, that drug probably covered up other things. That's what, what I'm trying to, to get at here. Or is it like there's the same things, but you say, oh, no, it's just my Viagra. Doesn't that 
do stuff you don't yeah, want to happen when you're idea. playing football. Uh, I think it has to be. Uh, you have to be like, oh yeah, 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 right. Yeah, like something to, has to happen. You have to, you have you have to, to uh, remind it that it's needed. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So if you like see a cheerleader, remind it that it's needed. <laughs> it might happen. Right. Well, I don't think if you see a cheerleader, but if a cheerleader comes over and reminds you that it could probably happen. <laughs> You know, if that happens on the field, that's just uncalled for. Well, many thought Johnson was joking. He replied to a tweet saying, no, it wasn't a joke. I really took Viagra before games to increase the blood flow. It made me unbelievably explosive in and out of my routes, which actually is football talk and nothing else. (laughs) Right. Wow, I bet you other players might try that. I don't think they will. Uh, Does taking Viagra really enhance athletic performance, though? The active ingredients in the drug is sildenafil. It increases blood flow by opening up blood vessels and allows blood to flow more freely through the muscles and can provide more oxygen. So maybe it would work. Maybe. Yeah. Well, they should. Uh, have they banned it or is this news to them? I don't, no. I, I don't know any of the above, but like uh, I mean, Violetta, it's a legal drug. I would be afraid to be running a route past a really hot cheerleader. Right. <laughs> Never know. In those tight football pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> If you're having a bad day, and I am, remember the guys that unloaded 6,000 bricks at the wrong address. That's like, uh, that would be one of my worst nightmares. And there's a a picture of it, too, of these two guys that look really disappointed in themselves. Imagine Imagine coming over from your work and your house is a different color than when you left. It happened with my dad, this guy wrote. The boss gave him the wrong address. Not bricks, but a few months ago, I woke up to all the two-by-fours of a frame in my neighbor's basement unloaded in my front and side yard with my neighbor standing out there looking back and forth between a huge pile and his house. <laughs> it was a confusing couple of minutes for the both of us. Then I saw the story about these two guys, and he posted the picture, who unloaded 6,000 bricks at the wrong address, then had to reload them back on the truck and take them to the right address. That is a nightmare. But I got to do it. <laughs> Double check. <laughs> Although they probably maybe got the wrong paperwork. Sure, yeah. I'm, the wrong I'm blaming the paperwork people. Or maybe they made the mistake and they went to the wrong It house. was probably oh. like north so-and-so versus south well, so-and-so. So-and-so. How many times do you see there it? There you go. And strippers stage a clothing <laughs> optional strike at a Pennsylvania park, angering the residents. 6 ABC Philadelphia reports <laughs> uh, that community members are irate and the group Stilettos Incorporated. Oh, <laughs> cute. That's course. a nice name. Don't see eye to eye on what uh, has gone on. Stilettos Incorporated rejects the criticism and says they plan to hold a similar skin-exposing event at the park at 51st and Pine Street in the future. We have to check on that date. Yeah, you have to do it before summer ends. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, uh, What we were doing was fundraising to raise funds for dancers who are not working during COVID. Stripping is legal, regardless if we said stripping pole dancing in the park. All that's legal. We're not here to talk about moralities. We're here to talk about legalities. Well, you can oh. just strip yeah, in but the you're, park. You're in public, though. You got to go in like a room to. Well, strip. I don't think they go, you know, all the way down to nothingness. Oh, I think they okay. go down to as little as they can, and then pole dance in the park. You know, while the kids are playing on the swing side. Oh yeah, that, that would be kind <laughs> of might, fun. Maybe a little bit of an issue. Uh. Whip, you have other uh, TV to be watching. <laughs> it is time to find out about Whip's Bold and Beautiful Review. I don't know if you've been following the story, uh, but uh, the Bold and the Beautiful, uh, the daytime soap opera said, we're, we're coming back. We've run out of episodes. Yeah. We can't air anything from 1983 any longer. We're going to give new episodes, but we're going to be safe. So for all our romantic scenes, we'll have our actors make out with mannequins and blow up dolls. Yes. So they said this, we're like, well, now we have to watch. Now we have to watch. Right. To see that. And then by we, we mean, well, now we have to have whip watch. And he can just report back to us what the experience is like. Now, uh, you've 
You've seen how many episodes, would you say? Like six. Okay. Have, has it drawn you in? Are you hooked? God, I'd be have so bored. the storylines no, drawn no, in? No, Are, well, do you, you consider yourself a bold and beautiful fan now? Uh, I, may, I may be a little bit of a fan. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your okay. favorite character? Oh, man. Well, this oh. one, uh, I don't know any of their names yet. I'm a little confused on the names. You aren't watching really? very closely. No. I'm Just watching mostly, mostly in fast forward, I have to be honest. All yeah. right. Okay. Uh, and have there been, on average, of the six episodes that you've seen, how many romantic scenes have taken place? I think there have only been like two. Okay. So I think maybe, are they, sa- maybe big, bold, and beautiful fans know, are they saving it all up for one big, gigantic uh, make-out like a, session? Like a big mannequin orgy? <laughs> like a mannequin <laughs> orgy sometime? I'm kind of oh, waiting gross. for that. Every yeah. time you think something's going to happen and they cut to another scene. Uh, don't oh kid yourself, God. Melissa. If you heard there was going to be a mannequin <laughs> orgy, you'd watch. Uh, n- you'd watch. Uh, maybe uh, not for long. You would watch. <laughs> all right, Whip, are you ready for your bold uh, yeah. and the beautiful 15-second yeah. review? Only 15 seconds to explain to us what it's like to watch a show where people are making out with blow-up dolls. Here we go. Romantic scenes. Go. Blow-up dolls or love machines. Okay. Whip watches for us all. It's the bold and beautiful. A woman is tied to a radiator by her ankle, and a guy comes in and finds some scissors, cuts her away. Then the close-up shows her ankle, which I'm pretty sure is a mannequin ankle. And hey, guess who else is on this show? It's the actress from the Peloton commercials everyone hated on Christmas. Keyline, you may be a whack job, but you're not delusional, and I mean that in a good way. What? Oh, my God. Why would they chain up a mannequin? (laughs) To a radiator. I don't know. Boy, all sorts of actors from commercials on that show. Liberty the Mutual. Liberty guys yeah. on there, for crying out loud. <laughs> Unbelievable. The mix. Eric in the Morning Podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at ComEd Powering Lives. Uh, ComEd will never come to your home or business or ask you for your account info or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. If you think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash scam alert for more information. ComEd Powering Lives. Thanks for listening to the Eric in the Morning podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment of Eric in the Morning on 101.9 The Mix Chicago.